0: Women's basketball is 5-2 and two. after going 3-1 and one in the Bahamas. And knowing who they were going to play, you would have taken 3-1 and one and not looked back. And of course, when we last left you on Bulls beat, they had defeated a top 10, albeit depleted, Oregon team. This was a much tougher Stanford team. We saw their game on Thursday afternoon when they took down fourth-ranked Indiana. Kind of leading throughout and then holding on at the end. Stanford won the national championship last year. Returned all their players but their leading score, but still had plenty of talent coming back. And it was on display against the Bulls. And even before we get to the end, it's just worthy of noting that the Bulls charged out ahead quickly 8-2, built a double-digit lead, and really showed they belong. Stanford had a tremendous inside player, Cameron Brink, who in the win against Indiana, went for 21 points and 22 rebounds. She would get a double-double against the Bulls, just not quite as prolific. The strange thing is that the Stanford Cardinal, of course, their head coach knows a little bit more about basketball than I do. Tara Vanderveer is the all-time leader in wins in Division I women's basketball. But it seemed like, not just against Indiana, but against the Bulls, that she was almost using the first half as an audition. And maybe it's what she does because she has so many five stars on the bench. But 13 players got on the court. And they never really got into a flow. in the polls by as much as 23-11 to 11, after back-to-back three-pointers by Sidney Harvey and Elisa Pinzon, ended up being a 28-19 halftime score. And that was a big deal because we just talked about Brink. She hit three shots in a row. And Stanford had the ball down six. And you could only see what had been a 12-point game ending up maybe being just four or something like that at halftime. But Christina Bermejo. 140 to go. Bermejo thinks about it far away from the basket, but Jones is out on her good aggressive defense for Stanford. Bermejo puts up a three, that's a big shot, and she knocks it down. I tell you, Chrissy Bermejo is uncanny at making threes when they need them. It's a 28-19 game for the Bulls, so no matter matter what happens in these last 80 seconds, you like their chances. Of course, they go right inside to Brink. Better defense from Betancourt. She almost throws it away, does Brink. Now Betancourt on her, Brink, short with that one. That was good defense, and it's Bulls ball. Odette Betancourt basically used her body to get Brink further away from the basket. And the Bulls deservedly were up 28-19, but Stanford had a couple of those five-star recruits, Brooke Dimitri, who dominated in the third quarter, started hitting some shots. She had not scored in their last two games, but again, was one of the top recruits in the country. And then Hannah Jump, who was a great three-point shooter off the bench, hit two threes at the end of the third, and it was a 57-54 game. Stanford had it tied up with seven minutes to go, but Elena Chenecki, who hit three big shots in a span of about five minutes, made one, and then... It started to get fun, and yes, the yelling started to commence just a little bit. Harvey wants to go inside of Minunga. She's feeling it. Wide open three for Pinzon. Looks good for Mango. She's fast. It's got <laughs> Count the three! And a chance for four! What a shot by Pinzon! She was knocked to the deck. She pounds the court. Puts the Bulls up by five. She would miss the free throw, but by the way, the crowd just wasn't that big there. It was a different setup at the Bahamar. It was a... Well, it was a ballroom, and there was only one set of stands, and there were probably about 100 people in it, and I'd say about 15 people from USF, but there were more than that on the bench, and they made a lot of noise throughout the end of this one. On the other side, Dimitri hits a three. Chinecki hits a layup, 49-45, but then Stanford takes its first lead on a three again by Brooke Dimitri. It was time for Chenecki to come through once more. 10 on the shot clock, pins on far from the basket. chenecki has been clutch, gets the ball at the free throw line, drifts it in, a floater, and the Bulls retake the lead. Elena Chenecki has been tremendous in this quarter. She now has a team lead with 14 points, 51-50 bowls, and Stanford calls timeout. Well, we gave you the condensed final drive of the Warren I-4. Here's the next two minutes of this huge win for the women's basketball team. Off to Haley Jones. They wanted to get her back into the game. Of course, she's very dangerous. Brink far from the basket. Dimitri Chenecki picks up on her. Jones far from the basket pulls, tightening the defense up here, closing down on shooters. Six on the shot clock, Jones 30 feet away, wants a screen from Brink. Manunga all over at the tough shot, and it's short. Great defense by the Bulls. Now they have the ball, and a 51-50 lead with 90 seconds to go. Outstanding defense. They never had an opportunity to get it inside to Brink. Dulcie tied on her. So it's pins on Harvey Chenecki, Manunga, and Dulcie Fankhamenjiade Manunga with a 20 second rebound. Shinecki with the ball, over to Dulcie in the corner. Big shot and it just rims out. She's made a couple of those baseline jumpers. You don't argue with that shot. Stanford looks to run. Bulls need to get back on defense, they do. 105 to go, Bulls up. 51 to 50 against the defending national champions. Jump, Shinecki won't let it get to her. Dimitri, long shot and it's off. Can the Bulls get the board? Three players collapse on it and they get it. Sydney Harvey pulls it down. Betty Menunga has a career high 22 rebounds. 25 seconds difference. Bulls up with the ball, 51-50. Who do they go to here? Pinzon far away from the basket looking at a play call. Whips it over to Betty Manonga. Hands it off to Elena Chenecki. Can not she get a screen? Not a bad one, thought about a long two. Over to Pinzon, open three. This is huge, folks, and it looks off the mark, and it is. Can Mononga get the rebound? She does! Goes up, and under Betty Mononga, have a day! Her 23rd rebound and a chance with 27.8 seconds left, extend this lead. Of course, it'll be a one-possession game regardless, but the fact that Betty Mononga gets the board is huge. Bulls are plus 17 on rebounding right now. This is the team that out-rebounded Indiana yesterday, 59 to 38. It is 52 to 35. Now make two free throws, Betty. 27 seconds left, first one is up and long. 51-50. Little pressure there, Menunga just one of three. Stanford knows all about free throw struggles on the other end. I am not going to criticize Betty Menunga. Second one's good. And Stanford will call time out to advance the ball. Bulls up two. So it's Stanford ball with 27 seconds left. Bulls up 52-50 to go inside to Brink. Good pass. Menunga affects her shot. Misses. Gets her own rebound. Misses that one. It's held ball, and it's Stanford ball. So Brink misses twice. Dulce got in there for the first deflection and Brink had a pretty easy look for the putback to tie it, so clearly they don't want to go for the three here with 22 seconds left, 22.8 to be exact. Still Stanford ball, Bulls up 52 to 50. We know they want to go inside to Brink. Watch the three-point shooters, though. Hanging on to it for a while, they hand it off and the Bulls get in on Lacey Jones. Lacey Hole. I'm sorry, now to Brink with Dulce on her. double team, wide open three. And it's good. We talked about the Hull twins and how Lacey Hull is not the shooter of the two, but she has that capability. And give her credit, wide open, could not pass it up. And Stanford leads 53-52 with 14.1 seconds left. Still plenty of time, and that's a good point. We'll keep it right here. So, yeah, Lacey Hull definitely can shoot them. You look at the Hull twins, they played at the same high school in Spokane. They were a national championship team. And when I say national championship team in high school, they played in one of those tournaments where they went across country and their team, their high school team, beat a team from Chattanooga to win the national championship. I think they won two state titles and they went 102 and six. So she's a winner. Harvey will inbound it. Pins on is far away from the basket. Dulcie looking to set a screen, Chinecki and Monunga out there as well. Sydney Harvey waiting for somebody to come to the ball. It's Chinecki baseline wants to drive in and her shot is blocked. That's good defense. Bulls have got a foul. They got a foul. Dimitri gets fouled right away. Nine point two seconds left. So that's Cameron Brink blocking the shot. And again, the nation's leader in block shots yesterday comes up with a big one. Chinecki. I agree with them deciding to go with her, but I don't know when you're going up against Brink. Having said that, she's driven inside on her twice in this half, and it's worked out. So now at the free throw line, Dimitri, a freshman, pressure situation, hasn't attempted one today, short. Yeah, the Bulls are still going to have a chance here. Now, Jose Fernandez told the official, if we get the ball, we're going to call a timeout. 9.2 seconds left, got to anticipate a miss here. Worst case, you're down by two. Get the rebound if there's a miss. That one's good. So. The Bulls can advance the ball and that's big, 54-52. What do you go for here? I say a winning three, that's what I vote for. Let's reset some of the numbers. Bulls, Elena Chenecki, seven of 20 for the floor, just tried to go ahead shot, missed it. Had it blocked, I should accurately say, 14 points. Sydney Harvey, who surpassed 1,000 for her career, needed eight to do that, has 12 points. Been a while since she's chucked up a three. Elisa Pinzon, nine points, all on threes, six assists. She has turned it over three times here in the quarter. Dulcie out there as well with eight points. Betty Monunga six points, 23 rebounds. Brink with 23 and 11 now for Stanford. And Brooke Dimitri just made that first free throw with 14 points. So here we go. Bulls down two, 9.2 seconds left. Betty Mononga will inbounds the ball. Gets it over to Chenecki. fakes the three. Lacey Hole out on her, Harvey with six. Long three, (laughs) with 2.8 to go! Sydney Harvey with an incredible shot! She didn't really have time to set herself, she just chucked and hoped, and it swished in, and the Bulls have a 55-54 lead. There's no need to check if that was a two or a three because she was well outside the three-point line. Stanford will be able to advance the ball. Now here's an interesting, interesting strategy. With 2.8 seconds, I think they're looking at the clock. They want to make sure that the right amount of time is on there. If they get it inside to brink, you have to consider fouling her. Now the problem for the Bulls is they have no timeouts. So that might be a little advanced thinking, but let's not worry about that. Let's focus on the fact that Sydney Harvey just drilled a three. The headline originally was going to be her getting to the 1,000-point mark, but a .1007 was pretty special. Stanford is going to have the ball right in front of me with Haley Jones who hit the game-winning shot against South Carolina in the national championship, so don't be surprised if she throws the ball in and gets it right back. Haley Jones is in the game, and the Bulls don't have a timeout here. Stanford has a couple. That 3.7 seconds, the exact amount of time on the clock. Could the Bulls pull it off? They'll have to get a big defensive stop here. Jones, no one on her on the inbounds pass. They run, brink underneath. Jones can't get it in, almost a five second count. you travels! She travels, you gotta call that out! That's definitely a travel! 2.3 seconds left. Stanford does have one timeout left, so the Bulls, you know, are gonna just get the ball to Elisa Pinzon. If you're Stanford, you cannot call the timeout here. You have to anticipate free throws and then try to advance the ball with your last timeout. Stanford playing tough defense on Mononga right in front of me. Pinzon gets the ball and almost dribbles out of trouble. Don't call the foul there, Ref. 0.9 seconds left. But again, worth remembering that Stanford can advance the ball. And if you're wondering about the rules, and if you're wondering if you're Pinzon, do you miss? The second free throw, that's actually a consideration here. It's my understanding of the rule. You can only advance the ball off of a score on the other end. And I think there's more than 0.9 seconds left. Jose Fernandez just rolls his eyes. You would almost be benefited if the Bulls. And of course you can't. You can't chance missing a free throw on purpose. What you want to do is have Elisa Pinzon, sink them both. So, Haley Jones barely gets that ball in. And I don't think Brooke Dimitri was the initial intended target. But she grabbed it, wasn't sure what to do with it. Honestly, freshman, yes, freshman who scored 14 points and is the reason Stanford's in this game. But shuffled her feet, and it was the right call. It was right in front of me. There's no way they couldn't make that call. Pins on, going to the free throw line. With the 55-54 lead, I know they're going to put more time on the clock, 1.4. Stanford, according to my numbers, has one timeout left. That's important because if you're USF, you consider missing the second shot on purpose. Manunga, 23 rebounds and officially a career high. The music is playing right now, but Pinzon makes the first free throw. Cut the music. Unless... uh, Pinzama's feeling the groove. She makes the first one. It's 56-54. Makes the second one. Stanford does call timeout. So at yeah. worst, you're going to overtime. 57-54. to So we had, when I say we, I asked Steve Carney, our producer, to check Betty Benunga's career at Northeastern Oklahoma because I figured she might have had 23 rebounds there because her numbers are so incredible. Actually, her high there was 22. And I should have remembered it was back in 2019 against Western Oklahoma State College. The mighty Bowl Weevils. 1.4 seconds left, Stanford rebounds the ball. They have, of course, Wilson back in the game for the first time since the first few minutes. They do have the dangerous three-point shooters, Dimitri. Actually, Hannah Jump is not out there, so you know they're going to Dimitri here, and Chinecki is on her. They try and go underneath for a two. They're not gonna get the shot off in time. No, no good, the Bulls kill it! They've done it here in the Bahamas! Two top 10 wins in an incredible week. They take down the defending national champions. They're jumping up and down. Cindy Harvey, Benny Mononga practically being tackled. They deserve some plaudits. Cindy Harvey's three point shot. With three seconds left, put the Bulls on top. Betty Menunga with 23 rebounds and an enormous win for USF by the score of 57-54. to Well, we're not done talking about that one. The Bulls win at 57-54. Menunga with 23 rebounds. You heard correctly. We'll be talking about her and more players on tomorrow's show with even more highlights because you know the Bulls will be all over the AAC Weekly Honor Roll. And by the way, Stanford followed that up. After beating, a course, fourth-ranked Indiana, the Cardinal lose to the Bulls, and then on Saturday, Stanford pounds Maryland by the score of 86-67. to That bodes well for the Bulls in many ways. Have a strong feeling they'll get ranked somewhere near the top 10 today. Here's some of what Jose Fernandez said after the win in the locker room, courtesy of Mike Hogan, the sports information director who had this video. got okay good basketball team but you know what it's early in the season we got to continue to work prepare and continue to get better you understand that's what's going to get us to the final four you guys can be anybody in the country he showed that these 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 five games right okay and now for the second half of non-conference getting better at what we're running and adding stuff okay we practice monday tuesday and we'll go on the road again our next door on the road you just beat washington Texas Arlington on the road beat Houston, all right? So guess what? The number in front of your name is going to keep getting bigger and bigger. So guess what? You're everybody's superman and most important game on the schedule, all right? So stay focused, continue to work, continue to commit. Got it? And he's right. Texas Arlington actually fell to 4-2 and two yesterday, but VCU, those are the next two opponents for the Bulls on the road. They play this Thursday, then a 10-day break before VCU. And then they're back home, actually, on the 15th. Boston College is the opponent for the men's basketball team tonight. Of course, the men rallying to defeat Hampton their last time out. You'll hear that game on Monday afternoon. Leading up to our coverage tonight at 6.30, Boston College lost a couple of games in Daytona Beach to Utah and to Rhode Island, but very competitive in both. And then on Friday night, defeated Columbia for much more in the Eagles. Tune in to our pregame show at 6.30 tonight. And volleyball wrapped up its season with a defeat Friday at Tulane, took the second set, 27-25, and the other sets were all competitive but the Bulls fall to 7-24 and as their final record. Remember, a lot of conference stuff happened over the weekend, including one coach departing for another place. We've got your big Houston-Cincinnati matchup, NCAA tournament action. Of course, a lot of basketball. We do a 15-minute show around the American. You can catch that as well on Bulls Unlimited, so go to our Twitter page, at Bulls Unlimited, for the full schedule, and remember, upon further review, with extended highlights of the War i 4 Tomorrow's show, like I said, weekly honors for women's basketball, and a men's basketball game recap, and whatever else news comes up, of course, we cover it for you here on Bulls Beat. I'm Derek Sharp.